Welcome to the Museum of Femininity, a podcast where I, Charlotte Appleyard, discuss random topics of interest that relate to social history, art and material culture through a female lens. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Museum of Femininity. My name is Charlotte Appleyard and today I will be bringing to you a painting analysis. So I have had a bit of time off this episode is a little later than usual and that's because it was my birthday and I felt like I needed a bit of time to relax and as a result I feel quite energised and inspired and of course what comes with having a birthday is lots of nice presents and one of these gifts was A Queer Little History of Art by Alex Pilcher And in this interesting little book, there are many paintings, sculptures and artworks by queer artists dating from the mid-19th century to contemporary times. And through my browsings, I encountered a female artist called Gerda Weiner, who was born in 1885. She's a Danish artist. And um, I was looking at this picture and I thought this is all very familiar. And then I realised that Gerda was the wife of the the famous transgender woman, Lily Elber, who was also an artist herself. And that their story had recently, not too long ago, been presented as a film called The Danish Girl. And... I had I had never seen this film, but it looks you know it looks interesting, and Lily Elba clearly had a really fascinating, important story to tell, that as I understand ended quite tragically. But I I didn't really know too much about Gerda, in this relationship, and I I was intrigued and I wanted to learn a bit more, so this episode will be about one of her paintings and of course it will also explore a bit about her relationship with Lily as well but I would mostly like to focus on Gerda Weiner and the painting I will be talking about is called On the Way to Anna Capri which was painted in 1922 and I will be describing this and talking about some of the symbolism But first of all, I would like to give you a bit of biographical information about Gerda Weiner herself. So, as mentioned, she was born in 1885 in a tiny little Danish town called Hobro. Her father was a clergyman, and as you can imagine, her life was fairly quiet. But she was deeply creative and hungered for more. So at just 17, she moved to Copenhagen, where she hoped to pursue an artistic career through her studies at the Royal Danish Academy of Fine Arts. Gerda met, fell in love with and married fellow artist Ina Weiner. She was 19 and he was 22 at the time. Their relationship would become of huge interest to the press and public as Ina would go on to become the first ever documented individual to have a sex reassignment surgery. From now on, I will refer to them as their chosen name, Lily Elba. 
In 1904, Boehner's work was featured in the Charlottenburg Art Gallery, which was the official exhibition gallery for the Royal Danish Academy of Arts. But this received little attention. In 1907, however, her work was spotlighted when she won a drawing contest in the Politikiken, which was a Danish newspaper. And I do apologise, I most certainly said that completely wrong. So following this exposure, she was able to build a successful career as an illustrator for women's magazines, including Vogue. She was a master of the fashionable Art Deco style, with its flat colours and bold expressive lines. Of course, the content was also highly indicative of tastes and fashions of the time, with chic, beautiful women with full lips and feline eyes, donning bobbed hair and graceful, stylish attire. Little did the public know the model posing for these pieces was in fact Gerda's then-spouse, posing in women's clothing. This experience was pivotal for them in discovering their true gender identity and prompting Lily to live as a woman in the 1930s. The secret could not be concealed, and soon the true nature of Gerda's illustrations was revealed, causing scandal in Copenhagen and Gerda and Lily to leave for the liberal city of Paris in 1912, where they lived as a lesbian couple. In the hedonistic and bohemian atmosphere of Paris, Gerda's art became more erotic in nature and were published in illicit art books. These images featured beautifully attired women, sometimes in Rococo-style Georgian dresses and big powdered wigs, embracing or performing sexual acts on one another. The style is decorative and almost like a fairy tale illustration, but of course is more adult in nature, and I would say has a undertones of, um, I don't know, creepiness, I suppose, in some of her work, particularly the black and white illustrations really remind me of Aubrey Beardsley, if you're familiar with him. He illustrated a lot of Oscar Wilde stories like Salome. Sometimes these paintings were displayed in controversial art exhibitions, which caused outrage among the public. Undeterred, Gerda in fact enjoyed her notoriety and played it up by throwing these lavish parties, which were populated by well-known artists. However, as her popularity and visibility rose, personal trouble crept towards her. Christian X, the King of Denmark, had become aware of Gerda and Lily's marriage. Once more, Lily had legally become a woman at this point, so evidently disagreeing with their unconventional lifestyle, the King declared their marriage to be null and void. The ramifications of this were legal issues, and ultimately their marriage became impossible, which led to this very amicable separation. Gerda married an Italian officer, aviator and diplomat, following her separation from Lily, and moved with him to Morocco. There are some very interesting paintings from her time there, but 
ultimately her life in Morocco was short-lived and they divorced in 1936. Gerda and Lily continued to have this supportive relationship, with Gerda frequently sending her flowers while she was recovering from her various landmark surgeries. Tragically, there were complications leading to Lily's death in 1931. Gerda's final years were deeply sad and echo the fate of many artists who struggled to keep up with developing tastes and innovations. She was also personally affected by Lily's death and returned to Denmark in 1939 where she struggled to sell her work, which was no longer fashionable. Eventually, she resorted to selling cheap, hand-painted Christmas cards. Her final exhibition was in Copenhagen in 1939, which she died shortly after, in 1940. She was quite young, she was only in her 50s. So this is a very, very sad end, but unfortunately, all too familiar. The painting we will be discussing today is from early in Gerda Weiner's career and dates from 1922. It depicts herself dressed in a corseted pink satin over-the-shoulder gown with limp frilly trimming around the collar. Her blonde hair is cut in a short fashionable style and blue dangly earrings hang down, matching her powdery blue eye makeup. She is in profile, her elegant hand lightly handling a shiny apple. Her expression is dazed and a small smile touches her painted lips. Lily stands close by and in contrast to her dewy paleness is tanned and statuesque, dressed in pale pink with beads around her neck but also enveloped in a dark orange voluminous shroud that snakes down her back and hangs from her arm in a baggy sleeve. Her cropped auburn hair is also tied in a headscarf and her eyes are smoky and made up. Both Lily and Gerda are wearing matching rings, but unlike Gerda, Lily gazes out at the viewer, her head slightly tilted back. The landscape in the background is dreamy and beautiful, portraying a sea bay showered in moonlight and mountains rising up from the horizon. The style of the landscape has a renaissance feel to its atmosphere in the use of ethereal subdued colours and the perfection of the well-arranged harmonious landscape. These influences are also echoed in Gerda's strict profile which brings to mind Florentine marriage portraits of that era. I also think the inclusion of an apple, of course, conjures up images of Eve eating the fruit from the tree of knowledge. And although this is my mere speculation, you cannot help but wonder if this is an allusion to loss of innocence and temptation, making the image somewhat erotically charged. Although I am pointing out classical influences, I also want to say that Gerda's style was incredibly modern, particularly in fashion illustrations, and her figures are highly contemporary reflections of modern womanhood. The name of the painting, On the Way to Anna Capri, refers to the couple's holiday in Italy, 
and again connects the style with the subject matter and gives it the aura of an intimate romantic image, indicating the love between them and their love for Italy. Although little known today, except perhaps through the pioneering experiences of her partner Lily, and sadly passing away in relative obscurity, Berta is one of those female artists of immense talent who has been lost in history. In her heyday, she was hugely popular and financially more successful than her landscape painting spouse, which was unheard of in a marriage of artists. This is perhaps because her style was so commercial and exuded the energy of new aesthetic movements, particularly in print work, but also in her versatility as an artist, as reflected in her glass mosaic work, which adorned the homes of the wealthy Parisian elite. When we look back at her work from a contemporary perspective, we can also see how truly radical she was. Paintings of women by women, especially those of a sexual and titillating nature, always have a different vibe as the female gaze is embedded in the piece, and it is not just about providing pleasure to a man. In her portrait of women, she also captures varying psychological states and colourful personalities. They are not just surface-level, accurate representations of a person. She seems to truly bring them out of themselves, as seen in this portrait we've discussed where we get a sense of what their relationship was like and the dynamic between them as a couple. I think her ability to portray personality in her fashion illustrations is also very compelling, as it's showing a certain type of woman and lifestyle, and it's not just about showing what the clothes looked like, which I'm sure this was done previously, but she must have been quite influential in terms of fashion illustrations of that time. So that concludes today's episode. Uh, It's a short one today but I hope you enjoyed it and learnt something about this really interesting artist who was totally unapologetic and highly liberal and bohemian and just fabulous really. I look forward to learning more about her in the future as always. So I will be putting some pictures on Instagram, which you can follow at the Museum of Femininity if you enjoyed this episode. And I will be back soon with some more content and whatever you may be doing right now, I I really hope you enjoy your day or your night. Goodbye.